A good Thursday evening. Welcome in. It's Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. My name's Matt Pauley. Happy for the next hour. Let's talk some Brewers baseball. After the big win yesterday, Brewers are playoff bound. They might just be NLDS bound if they're able to catch the Cubs and win the division. We'll keep you updated on that Cubs-Pirates game as we go along tonight. And we got a couple guests on the program, too. We're jam-packing a whole lot of stuff into the next hour or so. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also text into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. That's why we call it the Talk and Text Line. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. You can tweet in as well if you'd like to tweet at me. My Twitter handle is at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. That's the Twitter handle. And we'll be monitoring that throughout the uh, course of the evening. What up? What a last, what, 22 hours or so? Twenty uh, game got over probably about 9.30 last night, I'm thinking. So, last 22 and a half hours. It's just, it's been so much fun to w- sit back and watch this Brewers fan base just bask in the fact that this very special team accomplished something that was pretty darn incredible by being able to clinch a postseason spot. And this team doesn't think it's over. This team thinks that there's more to accomplish, and we'll see what they do against uh, Detroit coming up this weekend. If they sweep Detroit, I don't I don't see a scenario. Let's, let's assume that the Cubs are going to win this game tonight against the Pirates. They're up 2-0. Maybe they'll lose. But I don't really see a scenario where... The Cubs sweep the Cardinals this weekend. Cardinals just have something left to play for. Cubs have not been playing especially good baseball recently. Uh, Cubs could very easily take two out of three. I just don't see a sweep this weekend. For the Brewers, all you can ask them, they know what's on the line. They're at a point in the season where any single loss could knock them out of the uh, possibility of winning the division. So if they can go do against Detroit what they just did against St. Louis and have a really good series and win all those games, I would think at the at the very least we're going to see the Brewers and the Cubs coming up on Monday in a game 163 with the uh with the winner taking the division. But fun stuff, exciting stuff and uh glad to be talking about the Brewers with you tonight. All right, so here's what we've got going on. Lane Grindle is going to join us in about five minutes, the Brewers radio broadcaster. Here's what I'm most interested with Lane, to be perfectly honest with you. We'll talk a little baseball, but I want to hear about what what that clubhouse was like last night after Fox Sports Wisconsin went off the air, after we were done getting interviews, after the media started to make their way out of there. What What was it like? And then what was that plane ride back like? That's 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 what I'm very interested in because I, it had to be just a very cool and very exciting thing to be a part of. So Lane Grendel's going to join us coming up uh, in, in about four minutes. Uh, at 8.35, we're going to be joined by Mark Knutson. He is a former Brewers pitcher. Uh, we're going to get his take on what the Brewers have done. Also, he's somebody who covers the Colorado Rockies. He's now based out of Denver, and the Rockies are 
really the Brewers and the Rockies are the two teams that are playing the best baseball right now. You can kind of throw the Braves in there as well, but I think it's the Brewers and the Rockies that are playing the best baseball in the National League. So we'll get his take uh, on the Rockies as well as his take on the Brewers, and we'll do that coming up uh, later on in the program. And again, we're taking your phone calls, we're taking your text messages, we're taking your tweets, 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Brewers and Tigers open up their three-game series tomorrow night. Uh, hopefully we see a lot of folks out at Miller Park. And I guess we have an announcement This has already been mentioned. I, the announcement gives you the sense that I'm breaking some news. I'm not breaking news because it's been mentioned, but maybe you haven't heard it yet, and we've gotten a lot of questions about this. Sunday, there's a Brewers game. There's a Packers game. Who gets on WTMJ and who goes over to uh, 94.5 FM KTI Country? Well, the Brewers are going to be here on WTMJ, which that's exciting for me because I get to do, we don't do the Brewers extra innings postgame show when the games are over on uh, 94.5. So I, I love doing the postgame show. I, I, I really, really enjoy it. So I get to do that coming up on Sunday. So that makes me happy. So on Sunday, if you're looking for the Brewers, you come here. If you're looking for the Packers, you go to 94.5 FM. All right, uh, Lane Grindle is going to join us in uh, just a moment or so. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Some would argue that was the hit that locked up the MVP award for Christian Yelts. Welcome back in to Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. The person's voice you just heard is the person's voice you're going to hear. That is Brewers Radio broadcaster Lane Grindle. Lane, what's... What's this last uh, 22 and a half hours been like for you? Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I can answer that yet because it's one of those things that it's, I think I'll have a better perspective on it, you know, a couple of weeks from now. It was a, it was a really cool um, moment last night, and then all the moments that followed, um, just kind of soaking it all in and, and trying to take mental snapshots of everything that you were seeing and observing and, yeah, I, I really, the, the, the true emotion for me that I felt was just uh, pride for those guys um, because those of us that are around them every day, we, we, we've seen how hard they've worked, and I think we've seen how much they all bought in. And it really goes back even beyond just this past spring. I mean, you go back, I think, to spring training of 2016 when Craig Council started talking about being connected and, and having – uh, a clubhouse where communication was key and everybody was on the same page and everybody's pulling in the same direction. Guys really bought back clear back in 2016, and that wasn't the most talented team in baseball, but they won 73 games, and a lot of people didn't think that team was going to win 100 going into the year, or was going to win 62 going into the year. They thought they were a 100-loss team. A lot of the experts did. And then, of course, it set the stage for last year when they go and win 86, when really nobody gave them much of a shot. And they were in it until the second to last day. And then to, to clinch in St. Louis, where it ended bitterly the year before, it was just a, it was really one of those storybook little things for the Brewers last night. And it was really fun to be around it and be able to witness it. I, I want to pull back the curtain a little bit because people are listening to the radio broadcast. Uh, they heard you during the latter portions. You, uh, you slid into Jeff's chair so Jeff could go down to the clubhouse to do interviews. And then you handled much of the postgame show. And then folks don't know that uh, after the network postgame got done, you got down to the clubhouse and uh, you helped us out getting some interviews and things like that. I mean, you were... 
what a what a busy period for you. And, and, and you finally, once all that ended, once all the shows were off the air and all the media was out of the clubhouse and everything, can you set the scene a little bit on, on what it was like maybe when, when it was mainly team and team personnel and even onto the plane and things like that? When the, when the craziness was over, what was it like? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. And, and, and you're right. I think especially for some of us that cover the team, you're you're trying to soak it in, but at the same time you're doing a job, you know. So you're not really celebrating yet. You're 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 trying to do the job at that point, and so there's a little bit of a multitasking going on for the first thirty to forty-five minutes of that thing, and that's kind of how that went. But um, when the dust settled, um, it was it was interesting. By the time I really got to the clubhouse last night, most of the champagne had been popped and been sprayed, and guys were kind of milling around, finishing a cigar maybe. Or finishing a beer, um, kind of starting to think about jumping in the shower, or we're jumping in the shower and starting to get themselves ready to go get on the bus eventually and head out of town. A lot of guys were still huddled around TVs watching that Pirates Cubs game because, of course, it went six six and ends up going in extra innings. Um, so when I got down there, it was it was kind of neat because uh, most of the you know speeches were out of the way and everything else, but I had a chance to you know go around and congratulate some of the guys and and uh, tell them, you know, what I thought of what they had just accomplished. And so it was kind of fun. I got to have a chance to have one-on-one time with some of those guys. But once all of that cleared and you finally got on the bus, and I don't want to overstate, you know, my perspective on it because I'm a guy that just gets to call the, the action, which is very minimal in terms of the importance in comparison to, to everything else that goes on with the organization, whether it's the analytics department or the, the front office and, uh, of course, the guys on the field and the coaching staff and everybody else involved in, uh, with the organization. But for me, um, being a part of the organization, when he finally got on the bus and and the dust had kind of settled, so to speak, and he started just reflecting on the night a little bit more and kind of reliving it and just thinking about how cool it is. I mean, it's the fifth postseason appearance in franchise history. And uh, for me, the thing that I'm going to remember the most from that night is sitting in that chair and turning and and watching Bob Euchre make the final call. Because as a young guy growing up loving baseball and loving broadcasting, um, that was a, kind of a surreal moment for me. Here, here's a guy that's become my great friend now and um, somebody I've looked up to my whole career, and now I'm getting to watch him do his thing and really one of the bigger moments in franchise history. It's really neat. Do you know whose job in, in the process of getting Miller Lite into Bush Stadium? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I guess I'm going to give credit to Dan Lorea, right? Traveling secretary for the Brewers. Uh, I think he does a lot of the logistics on the, on the front end of that stuff for the celebration. So uh, that was some good foresight, and uh, that was a good job. I, I was impressed with that. I don't know if I've ever seen a non-Anheuser-Busch product inside of that ballpark. That might have been history made by the Brewers last night. <laughs> yeah, you know, just keep, let's, let's keep making history. But, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm so used to seeing that that I, I didn't think anything of it until I think it was this morning I, I saw some people tweeting about that, how, you know, it was ironic to see Miller Lite. Uh, at Bush Stadium, and, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was kind of crazy. But there's so many other things going on at that moment in time last night. For me, it didn't even register with me. To um, 
the play at the, with the with the runner Garcia between third and home falling and being in no man's land and decided to go home and Eric Kratz talked about it how he turned around and like didn't know where the guy was and thought about throwing to first and then finally like that's how late this guy was what a it, you know, generally when you think about plays that go down in the lore of a team it's something you do but that fall from a Cardinals player is now one of the all time greatest plays in the history of Brewers baseball. I, it's it's certainly one of the most memorable too. I, it just was. There's so many emotions, you know, when 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 Jeffress brings the pitch home, and contact's initially made. You're thinking uh, who it was Jose Martinez, right? Because Matt Carpenter gets on and they they ran with Garcia, right? Yeah, I, I have that right. I can't. All of it's a flash to me, but. You know, as context made, you're thinking, okay, I think Moose has a chance at this one. Um, I, I wasn't 100% sure, but I thought, okay, maybe if he can make a great uh, off-balance throw here, maybe he can get him. And then, of course, it starts to look like, yeah, maybe not. Then he throws it away, and then you're going, oh, no. <laughs> and by the time Perez got to it, I thought, I don't think they're going to get him at the plate. And then I look up, and I'm like, where is he? <laughs> And I think Eric Kratz thought the same thing. That's my favorite part of that play, is Eric Kratz doing a huge dramatic tag, thinking that Garcia is going to be at the plate <laughs> because he had his back to the plate. And then he's like, wait, there's nobody here. And then he looks, and oh, here he's coming still. So um, it was a unique play. It's a play that's going to be played over a lot. Uh, here in Milwaukee, and um, it's not one we're going to forget anytime soon. I know that. There's a video out there. It's on Fox Sports Wisconsin's Twitter. It was obviously people saw it if they were watching the Fox Sports Wisconsin postgame show. It was Craig Council addressing the team afterwards and fairly emotional talking about, you know, there's going to be more celebrations coming up this weekend. I deal with a lot of people and a lot of callers who, for whatever reason, don't think Craig Council is doing a good job, and it's ridiculous anybody who says that because clearly he's one of the top managers in the game. But I hear some people say, you know, they just see him where he's totally cool, calm, and collective, you know, in the postgame press conference, and it's good. you got to have a manager who can be calm in those situations like that, even after maybe a, a really tough loss. I was glad that maybe he let his guard down just for a moment. I hope people saw that video. I think that maybe that uh, gives a, a bit of a glimpse into more of who Craig Council is. Yeah, that's uh, anybody that's that's critical of him, I, 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 I'm going to disagree with them 100%. And the reason why is because of what he's done, especially the, the this year, I don't think you can say that that the Brewers aren't as talented. I think this is the first year that he's had the reins where you, you can't say the Brewers aren't as talented as you know maybe the the upper teams in the in the league. But I, I don't know that you could have said the Brewers were as talented as a lot of the other upper level teams in the NL last year. And yet here he had them on the precipice of getting in to the playoffs a season ago. And the year before again, like I said, a lot of people thought that was a hundred loss team. They go 73 and 89, and they really flirted with 500 for a good chunk of that season until a tough West Coast trip in late June kind of set them a little bit back. But um, I, I don't know that people understand all the other things that go into managing a baseball team, and I don't know if I understood it uh, until I got to the big leagues and, and, and was around it on a daily basis. And his interaction with the guys, his communication with the guys, yeah, I, I think – 
that's important. Um, guys know their roles. They know what's being expected of them night in, night out. He's not in the dark on what's going on. He knows what's going on all these guys, and they know they can trust him. And it, it's created this incredible culture that goes beyond just, hey, when do I pull this pitcher or how do I manage this situation? And then if you want to start talking about the on-field stuff, the managing stuff of the game, uh, I think he's ahead of the curve in a lot of ways. Uh, what he did with Dan Jennings the other night, you know, I know a lot of people were chuckling and laughing, but at the end of the day it worked, and it worked really well. And it was a, it was a smart play by Craig Council knowing, hey, this is a big game, and we've got a chance to maybe be a little bit unorthodox here but it might give us our best chance to win this one, and we need to win this one. And it set a nice tone for that series, and lo and behold, the Brewers go on and they sweep the series. And everybody wants him to use Josh Hader every night. I get that. It's not feasible. It's not realistic. Josh Hader, at his best, is where you want him, and you're not going to have him at his best if you try to run him out there and have him throw 120 innings of relief over the course of the year. That's just not realistic. And so I think the way they've managed him has been outstanding, and it's been really fun to watch. Lane, great stuff. Thank you again for everything you did. Uh, really, a lot of it behind the scenes yesterday, which was such a, a great help to us, and, and I'm personally very appreciative of it. Uh, enjoy the rest of your evening, and we'll see you at the ballpark tomorrow. It's going to be a fun, however long this goes, it's going to be fun. Absolutely, Matt. Here's hoping we're doing it again. Absolutely. Thanks, Lane. You bet. Lane Grendel joining us here on Brewers Weekly uh, Conversation. In fact, uh, the Hunt for Brew October it is sponsored by West Bend, the Silver Lining, Ho-Chuck Gaming, Wisconsin, and Pomp's Tire. Brewers Weekly rolling on in just a moment here on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. A conversation with former Brewers pitcher Mark Knutson is going to come up in about five minutes. We'll have time for some phone calls later on in the program, 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Cubs and Pittsburgh playing right now. They are in the fourth inning, and the Cubs have a 2 nothing lead. It's a... It's a frustrating game if you are a Brewers slash Pirates fan because the Pirates have had a ton of opportunities in this game. They are 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position and have already left seven on through the first four innings. The good news is, uh, John Lester, he is at 86 pitches through four innings. So his day will be over soon. Then the Cubs bullpen will start to do their thing. And if you've been paying much attention to the Cubs lately, the Cubs bullpen really is not a thing here at the moment. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage talk and text line. Just uh, exciting times all around for the Brewers. And I thought last night, the way that that game went down and the fact that so many guys had to contribute, the strong pitching, and then quite honestly, there was some luck involved. There was some luck involved last night when Garcia, the Cardinals runner, fell down between third base and home. He is scoring easily if he does not fall down. But when you're a good baseball team, you know the, the old adage is you make your own luck. When you're a good baseball team, the, the lucky sort of things start to go your way. And we absolutely saw the Brewers catch a break yesterday. And that's all right. There's teams catch breaks. 
that's part of what happens. And the Brewers did enough yesterday, plus catch that, caught that big break that they were able to come away with the win. 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. It's Brewers Weekly. Mark Knutson, the former Brewers pitcher, he joins us next here on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly rolling on here on WTMJ. My name's Matt Pauley. The Brewers, they are headed to the postseason, whether they will be the top wild card or possibly win the division, whether they're going to play game 163 or not. Still up in the air. They've got a three-game series against Detroit starting tomorrow, and we're continuing to watch uh, what's going on with this uh, Cubs-Pittsburgh game. Brewers possibly could uh, play the Rockies at some point in the postseason. We'll see uh, what goes down. And uh, to talk about both the Brewers and the Rockies, let's bring in former Brewers pitcher Mark Knutson. Mark, it's always great to have you on. How are you doing? I'm I'm well. I just... Can, can it be more exciting than this? I mean, this has been riveting stuff. At Coors Field, we've been watching the game from the press box with the TV on to the side, and my next game is going back, going back and forth, you know, watching all the good stuff that's going on with the Brew Crew, and so this is just it's a great time of year. Yeah, one, we'll get to the Rockies in a second, but you're a former Brewers pitcher. You spent part of six seasons in Milwaukee, starting in uh, 1986, finishing off in 1991. Just for you, and knowing what baseball means to the people of Wisconsin, how much have you enjoyed from afar seeing what this team has been able to do? Well, I mean, it, I mean all you have to do is watch the video of Bob Uecker last night, and, and that's just, that sums it all up. I, I, I kind of expected to roll out the, pole, or roll out the barrel to start playing, but... Um, you know, it's just, I can't imagine having a better group of people, better group of fans. I mean, I've spent all along the best fans I've, I was ever around in my career, the most loyal, the most passionate fan base. Um, not the kind of group, and I'm not, you know, I'm in Colorado when I was born and raised here, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm all, be honest here. You know, here we, we're not as bad as the Dodgers fans where we show up in the third inning and leave in the seventh, but it's a, it's a, it's more of a fandom, you know, love baseball, love the Rockies when they're winning, but just love baseball and show up in good numbers for that reason. But, but mostly it's, it's just the game as opposed to the team where obviously that's not the case in Milwaukee. Those are true blue Brewer fans. They're some of the best people I've ever been around. And this is awesome for them and it's awesome for the city. We've talked about before you remembering a very, very young Craig Council many years ago. You've known yeah. him for a while. Oh, yeah. For him to accomplish this and, and be getting to the postseason as a manager for the first time, uh, what does that uh, what does that say for you? Well, you know, I, I've told people Craig and I used to play catch before games uh, when he was when John obviously you know John Council is his father was working for the team and Craig was out on the field with us uh, before batting practice and play catch them and John was you know my son's going to go to Notre Dame or okay whatever John and you know <laughs> lo and behold Craig went to Notre Dame and. Uh, Craig, ever since I've known Craig, he's always been somebody that uh, was very focused, very uh, steel-minded on what he wanted, and there was a lot of, it's not a lot of style and substance or, or flair there. It's all substance. It's always what we're going to do. Every time we visit, when he comes to Gores Field, it's the same thing, same demeanor. Players love that. Players love coaches that aren't too high, too low. You know, we won, you guys lost. Because, face it, when you play – professional baseball for a long period of time, you play for guys like that. You play for guys, uh, who, good guys and guys you don't want, want to be around because they're either in it all for themselves or they're, you know, too emotional or whatever. You really appreciate it. A player's manager is sometimes somebody that people think you get to walk all over. Oh, he decides to the players, you know, it's loose, it's a loosey-goosey, 
all that. The players manager is somebody who treats you the same whether you're going good, whether you're going bad. He'll explain things to you. You know, Tom Treblehorn was like that when, when I was in Milwaukee, and Craig's just like Treb. And I think um, it, it resonates through the clubhouse. When I'm in the Brewers clubhouse, when they're here at Coors Field, you can feel the good vibes. You can feel that they're, they're on the same page there. They're moving in the same direction, and um, they're, they're happy to be there. There's, there's no sense. Of, you've been in some clubhouses in that one. It, it feels dire. It feels doom, gloomy and doomy. And I, got, I mean, when the Brewers were here for four games early in the year, I was astonished at, the, at that atmosphere in the clubhouse. Some people say you can't maintain that all year. It's just too much, you know, too much emotion. I, obviously, they have. You watch the way they play. They play that way. And uh, I couldn't be more happy for Craig. He totally deserves everything good to happen with it. Former Brewers pitcher Mark Knutson joining us. Mark, are you having fun with the fact that I think it's a pretty easy argument to make right now that the two teams in the National League who are playing the best baseball at this moment are uh, the Brewers and the Rockies, and that's kind of cool to say. Oh, absolutely it is. And you being from, from, you know, having spent time here in Colorado Springs, you, you understand what that means around here. And I think it's, um, yeah, it's fun. They're certainly right now the two hottest teams in baseball. The Rockies won again today, take a full game lead on the Dodgers. So, uh, you know, they're, they've won seven in a row now. They're, they've got the Nationals coming in here for three games. We're still not sure if Max Scherzer's going to pitch on Sunday or not. I've got to believe that it's a, if it's a game that impacts the pennant races, that the Nationals will have to pitch Max Scherzer. Um, I would love to see the man pitch again. So, um, yeah, it, it's all – I mean, the fact that nothing's been settled, the fact that – and you and I tweeted last night, who wouldn't love to see a Dodgers-Cubs wild card game? Yeah. That's what we all want. That's what everybody's rooting for. Those two – listen, I, I think the world of Joe Madden. I, I've known Joe for a long time. I think he's a great guy. But there's a little bit of stuffed shirt going on with the Cubs fans and the Cubs, right? And, and that's, and that's the, the total only way to, to, you know, to describe the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, in every capacity. So, see, those two teams, those two franchises faced with a, a do-or-die you know, game seven, one-game scenario would be awesome theater. We all hope that's what happens. Um, I certainly hope that um, the Brewers win the Central. And, uh, you know, I don't, I'm following what's going on with the Pirates tonight, but uh, I, I'm obviously pulling for the Brewers. And, uh, that would be fantastic. The, the Rocky story over the last couple of weeks is really it's an interesting one because they go and they get swept by the Dodgers. And when they're playing the Dodgers, man, they suffered some heartbreaking losses, and the Dodgers moved into first place during that period. At that point, I think most people, myself included, Mark, most people at that point said, okay, the Rockies are not going to win the division, and at this point it's looking unlikely that they're even going to make it in the postseason. And since that Dodgers season or, or series, they have gone on an incredible run. This has been a this has been a remarkable last, what, week, week and a half, whatever it's been since yeah, that Dodgers I'll, series. I'll take it back. Take it back a little bit longer. They the one they had a seven and three homestand. Went on the road trip. On the Friday night in San Francisco, they got shut out by Chris Stratton. Now, no offense to Chris Stratton, but that, you're not talking about Cy Young, right? And they got two hit shot in San Francisco by Chris Stratton. Lost again the next day, got shut out two days in a row. Found a way to win a game on Sunday. Then went to LA and got swept three games in a row. One and five road trip. They looked awful at that point. They looked like they were dead in the water. However, we were looking at the schedule and said, listen, the Cardinals still have to play three games with the Brewers and three games with the Cubs. If you come home and do well, you can get that wild card. It, it, maybe get that Monday play-in game before you play the one-game playoffs. So I don't think anybody here gave up hope they could get into the playoffs. Everybody at that point rode off the division. Then they go in and sweep the Diamondbacks. Then, then they come home very hot and they sweep the uh, uh, sweep the the uh, the, the uh, Phillies. 
it, it's just been remarkable to turn around. But that has also been a microcosm of the Rockies' season. They've been doing this all year long. They've been hot and cold, up and down. They haven't been the least bit consistent in any phase of, base of, the, of the game. Um, they're probably here's some weird things to think about, Matt. And you've been you were here. You've seen a lot of these guys play in the minor leagues. This is going to be the first time in 26 seasons of existence for the Rockies that they probably don't have a guy finish the season hitting above 300. Hmm. Not one guy in the regular guy in their lineup will be hitting 300. The only there on the team 296 right now. He'd have to have a great uh, last few games, and he's hurt. He's playing hurt, and no one knows the extent of that injury, but he's just not hitting the ball very well right now. So they're not going to finish the year with a three. They're not going to leave the new league in hitting like they normally do because of you know the advantages of getting base hits in course field. Their starting pitching is carrying them, and that's never been the case here. Um, and those young kids have stepped up and, and just pitched lights out most of the season. Um, even the games they lost on that road trip to L.A., Freeland pitched first shot toe-to-toe. Uh, Marcus lost a 2 nothing game. These guys have been fantastic, and the starters, and it's been a very strange rocky season, but um, nothing stranger than the turnaround the last two weeks. Well, let me finish you off with this. You're an old-school baseball guy. You played uh, in, the, in the 80s and, and into the early 90s. I, you've talked about before, Nolan Arenado needs rest. He's going to be at his best when he's resting. Here in Milwaukee, Christian Yelich got a rest day and the fans went crazy and he, he earned it. And Jesus Aguilar needed rest and, and fans didn't like it. As, as things have changed in baseball, you personally, when did you maybe start shifting your view on it to say, okay, these guys playing 150, 155 games doesn't make sense. It makes more sense for them to go and get rest a little bit more often. Well, it depends on the individual for one thing. You have to, how you go about your business. But Troy Tudelitsky was here for a long time, and Troy was, is the kind of guy who he, he takes everything on his own shoulders. He wants to carry the team. Sometimes he's squeezing that bat so hard you think it's going to turn into sawdust. And he's putting so much pressure on himself that it's not just playing innings, it's playing high-stress innings, self-created high-stress innings. And Nolan's that way, too. Nolan, not quite to the extent Tulo is, but Nolan's the guy that wants, carries everything. He doesn't, he's fidgety. He doesn't know how to sit still. He doesn't do well in taking days off. So he's talking Bud Black out of that. But Joe Madden and Dave Roberts have both done this all year long. They've both rested their regulars, moved guys around. I heard Ben Zobrist on MLB Radio yesterday talking about, I know Joe's going to give me a day, a day off every four or five days. And that, in the middle of the season, matters at the end of the season because those guys have to stay spread. You have to have something left in your tank at the end of the year. And Craig, Craig knows what he's doing. Given Christian Illich, who, by the way, if he doesn't win the MVP, there should be a federal and FBI investigation. That, that would be the biggest ripoff in maybe ever since Christian McCaffrey got the Tyson Trophy stolen from him. Um, those guys, they, they're human beings. They need, need rest. They need breaks. And if you do it strategically, if you're going to face – I don't know. I'll just pick it, you know, Kershaw or Bumgarner, one of these tough left-handers. And you can give Yelich a day off, do it. Give him a day off. You've got to be able to trust the guy that's coming in behind him to play well that day. And in the Rockies case, they have Ryan McMahon, who's come off the bench and hit some big pinch hit home runs for him, against, especially against the Dodgers, and played well when he's had it. He's not Nolan Arenado. He's not going to play that caliber third base every game. But once every 10 days, yeah, you've got to do that. And I think moving forward, Bud's seen that. I think Bud Black, I think he realizes it. Craig saw it, knows it. You've got to spell these guys, give them some, get them off their feet. And it's not just about the days they take, they have an off day. Because you know what, if they have an off day, the wife has something to do, or they've got a golf term or something they got to do. An off day where you're not playing. You're sitting there watching and you're observing and you're kind of getting a different perspective on things. And you can exhale a little bit. It's good for every single player. Maybe right. it wasn't good for Cal Ripken, but it's good for everybody else. And I say, I tip my hat to Craig the way he handled it this year. Mark, uh, great stuff as always. It's going to be a fun final right, weekend. Man. We'll see what happens. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again real soon.
You got it. Take care. Go Brew Crew. Sounds great. Former Brewers pitcher Mark Knutson joining us on the program. We appreciate his time. This is Brewers Weekly. We've got a little bit of time for phone calls. 414-799-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you want to get in here, we'll be back in a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. Just another reminder for you, Brewers, uh, every, every Brewers game from here on out, here on WTMJ, no game is getting bumped over to uh, 94.5 for uh, the Packers this Sunday as the Brewers and Packers are on at the exact same time. Uh, you'll be able to hear the Packers on 94.5 FM, and the Brewers will be uh, right here on WTMJ. Mentioned earlier uh, the fact that the Cubs maybe are not playing the best baseball of all the teams in the National League here at the moment. And they are leading uh, the Pirates right now 3 nothing. They continue to have the best record in the National League. The, the Cubs are a good baseball team. Just because I say maybe they're not playing the best baseball of everybody in the National League, I'm not saying they're a bad baseball team. And I think it's rather remarkable that they just went on this long run of games and only lost a half game in the standings during that period. That is, that is That's a great run by the Cubs. But got a text message. I assume this is from a Cubs fan. Kudos to the Brewers for making the playoffs. But let's talk about a big difference. Brewers have had an off day every week for nine straight weeks. Meanwhile, the Cubs have had one off day since August 21st. One off day. 38 games played in 40 days. 39 of them with a scheduled day at the ballpark. Uh, I wonder how the crew would handle that schedule at the end of the season. Point is, it would take a huge hole on any, uh, huge toll on any team trying to get through that schedule. Okay. Cubs have gone through a really tough schedule. But you know what? Brewers had a period of the season where they had a really tough schedule. They played, uh, 22 games in 21 days leading into the All-Star break. And then they had 17 straight days after the All-Star break. Those two put up right next to each other. Yeah, you get the All-Star break in between, but 22 games in 21 days, and then 17 straight right after that. The Brewers had their tough stretch in the middle of the season. The Cubs had their tough stretch here in the final part of the season. That's the way it works. Every team goes through it. And as I just said, the Cubs did an incredible job during their long period of basically a month without an off day of only losing a half game. The Brewers did not handle their 22-21, and 21, as you could see from a five-game sweep in Pittsburgh, as well as the Cubs handled what they just went through. I, I'm giving the Cubs credit, but don't give me this junk about, well, look what the Cubs are doing right now. Yeah, you know what? The Brewers went through the exact same, early, same thing earlier in the season. And at the end of the day, both teams made their way through it and were able to be in pretty good position at the end of it. 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. It's Brewers Weekly. We'll get you all set for the weekend. Might have a time for a phone call or a text or something. We'll see how much time is left till we take this break. We're back in a moment um, with more Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. Starting to wrap up this edition of Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Hey, just want to say thanks, by the way, to everybody who uh, stayed up late with us last night. We had a fun Brewers X turnings all the way till midnight. As uh, man, that was that was as much fun as I've had uh, as a as a broadcaster as I can pretty much ever remember what we were able to do uh, last night. And just from a from a 
our, our plan moving forward. You know, generally Brewers extra innings after these Brewers games, uh, about an hour or so, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, depending on uh, timing. We are going to be extending out Brewers extra innings throughout the course of the postseason. So uh, we'll be doing that uh, really throughout uh, throughout all the postseason. We'll see if there's a clinching game this weekend. If there is, uh, we'll have that same uh, sort of scenario. So make sure when the Brewers game gets over to uh, keep it locked right here to WTMJ. So Brewers open up a three-game series now against the uh, the Detroit Tigers. Pitching matchup for tomorrow. Zach Davies, the right-hander, two and seven, four point six five ERA. He's going to go against Jordan Zimmerman for the Tigers, seven and eight with a four point three one ERA. Then on Saturday, it's going to be Wade Miley getting the start for the Brewers, and Daniel Norris is scheduled to start for the Tigers. The Brewers, last I saw, had not listed an official starter for uh, the finale. Probably depends on what's on the line at that point. Uh, it's going to be uh, let's see, Spencer uh, Turnbull who gets the start uh, for the. Tigers on Sunday in the season finale. Again, we're going to have the Brewers all three games, including Sunday's game uh, here on WTMJ as the Packers game will move over to uh, 94.5 FM. Just in terms of your planning for uh, for this upcoming weekend, uh, tomorrow's game is going to be a 7-10 first pitch. Then Saturday's game is going to be a 6-10 first pitch. That's pretty normal. But then Sunday's game is going to start at 2 o'clock. Most Sunday games start at 1 o'clock. It's going to be a two ten start on Sunday. Uh, pretty much everybody across Major League Baseball starts at the same time, just to make sure everything's fair going into that final game of the season. I will talk to you again coming up uh, tomorrow night. Following the game, we'll have Brewers extra innings. Get out to uh, Miller Park this week and support the team as they try to uh, chase down the Cubs for a division title. Our coverage tomorrow is scheduled to begin at 6.35. My thanks to Lane Grendel and Mark Knutson for joining us on the program. I'll talk to you tomorrow night after the game for more Brewers Extra Innings. This has been Brewers Weekly on WTMJ.